Well, hello there. It's me, Harold, the puppet. And you are watching Shooting. I don't curse, so shooting poop. Yeah. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again on episode 37 of Shooting Shit. I have the one and only DDJ up to my right. To my left, I have that Philly street dog himself, the premier Joey K. This is episode 37. It's also the three-year anniversary when we're recording of AEW. We're going to get into AEW's three years. We're going to talk about some of our favorite matches of all time that they've had so far in their three-year history. And this weekend is motherfucking double or nothing. So, of course, we're covering that. So, stick with us over this next hour. Real quick, quick though, before we uh, go into that, um, I want to kind of, you know, get away from, you know, the gimmicks, the fun and everything. And I want to get serious here a little bit. Um, you guys all know we uh, the tragedy that just uh, happened. Uh, well, like I said, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, on Tuesday, the uh, 24th down in uh, Texas with that school, uh, school shooting. And it's just all of us, all three of us here have kids that are currently going through school. I've got a little one that's go, uh, it's got two more days left of first grade. Uh, I know Giovanni, you got a, a junior high schooler. Yep. And Joey K, how about yours? How your your daughter? How what what she what grade she in? Finishing up fifth grade. Wow. All right. So it's just you know, the school is supposed to be a safe place that you're that you you feel safe taking your kids to, and you know things like this happen, and it's just it's really sad, and you know I feel for the parents who will you know said goodbye that they sent their kids off to school and never thought that they that would be the last time they would say them so just uh, uh and if you guys want to add anything onto this you know please do so but just if you're listening to this and you've got a kid make sure you make sure you tell your kid you you, you love them make sure you give your kid you, you know you you hug your kid and just be there for your kid because you just you know in this day and age you just we never know anymore yeah, premiere. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just real shitty. It's real shitty to wake up and and you know, can't imagine like sending your kids off to school and then they never come home. So it's a fucked up thing. Yeah, yeah I mean. It, it's kind of like DDJ said, man. It's you're sending your kids off to school. You think that's a safe spot, you know, and it's not a place of like that they're going that they have an option. You know, you have to send your children to school. They have to go there for an education. So it's not like they had any choice in the matter. They were going to be there because it's you know a Tuesday on a school week or a school day, so you got to go. So yeah, it, it is tough, man. Um, with all the violence going around nowadays and everything that's happening, it's, it's, it's kind of to the point to where you, you just wonder when's it going to be enough, you know? And then you, you see the high school kids, you know, when this happens at high school and they always turn to, well, it was because they had 
uh, disagreements with another student. So they went in there or they, they were picked on by other students. They were, so bullied. they were bullied. But this was an elementary school and it wasn't even an elementary child who yeah. was the active shooter in the situation. It really, it's, I don't know. It, 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 and and not to and not and a couple things here and then I'm ready to move on, but we all talk we all you know watch South Park. In fact, if you're watching this on you know on YouTube, you see our little avatars, caricatures, whatever. They they look like they could be in a South Park episode. But um, you know, South Park's always been known as a show that while it's produced uh, you know very controversial epi- episodes a lot of what they say is actually really dead on. And I think, you know, gets the point across or is pretty much in line with what's going on. And I thought about the episode. I can't think of the name of it, but it's where like, you know, school shootings happen and they just treat it like it's another, it's, you know, eh, okay. So it's another one. And it's just so sad that it's even come to that, that just, you know, that we're not surprised by these anymore. It's, it's, it's a really sad state of affairs. And then just one last thing, and this is something, and this might be where I kind of get get a little Joey K here and stuff. To 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 go on online online on social media and see people, and 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 this is my opinion, my opinion alone. This has nothing to do with Joey K. This has nothing to do with the hot one, Giovanni Tuhati. This uh this you know the the genres podcasting network. This is my 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 feelings and my feelings alone. To see people taking this on social media and turning this into the you know the Second Amendment, like oh everybody should carry guns, and get seeing these debates go on about what actually is true, and just people more worried about gun control than worrying about the fact that these families have lost members, they've lost kids that they're never going to get to see again. These kids who never really got a chance to experience life, it it, it really upsets and sickens me. To see that people that are out there don't understand what you know what these people are going through, and they're trying to make it about guns. It's just like obviously there's something that has to be done about that. But at this time, let's work, let's think about the families and those who had lost loved ones. You know, the two teachers that died, the kids that died. And it's just it just it really sickens me what how some people are taking this and spinning it into a way to push their own agenda or their own feelings on gun control, the presidency and all that. And if you're, if you're friends with me on Facebook and you don't like what I say, you know what, you know how to unfriend me. Thank you. And the quote, Jim Cornette, thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye. All right. Let's get this show back on the road. Let's get this into some happier topics. We don't want to be, you know, in this mindset. So let, let me, let, let, let me do this. Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald Zipupe, and you are watching Shooting Shit, yes. There we go, now we're starting, we got back in the mood, let's go gentlemen, episode 37, a little bit of AEW Rewind starts now.
are back. This is episode 37. We are talking AEW. And let's get right into it, guys. Three years, three years old, barely breaking out into the world. What are your favorite AEW moments, matches so far? Dennis Day. So before I go into uh, favorite matches and moments, um, I just want to kind of talk about how much AEW has meant to me. And I want to go back to uh, New Year's Day 2019. I was over at my friend Patrick's house, actually, the guy that's going to be sitting with uh, Giovanni and I at a forbidden door. Um, We were over at his house for a New Year's party. Everybody had went to sleep except for us because we knew there was going to be a big announcement on being the elite. It was going to drop at something like two in the morning or something. And we wanted to stay up to watch that live and just the excitement, you know, we were talking about it and just the excitement building when the video comes on and they reveal, you know, the AEW logo and then double or nothing. And just that. And then just going to the show, the first show, uh, double or nothing, and that happening right around the time that I found out that my father was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. Um, and just, you know, being able to watch the show with my friends, uh, you know, having a chance to hang out with jo- Giovanna, you know, a couple of AEW shows and events and things like that. And just, just being able to experience, you know, all out with, you know, my friends and family last year in the suite. And, and it's just, it's just AEW has meant so much to me because it's it's been there for me when, you know, in my time of need, you know, just, you know, just like it's been for all of us, you know, pro wrestling is something that it's more than what we see on TV and that, and it's just being able to kind of, you know, have it there for me, you know, going through some of the darkest times in my life and just helping me get back to things. It's just meant that much to me, but going into my favorite matches, I'm going to give you probably my three favorite matches and I'm probably going to say I'm going to go uh, three to one. Um, at number three, I'm going to go with uh, the Young Bucks versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega from Revolution 2020 for the tag team titles. Um, up until uh, I saw I, my reveal, my number one uh, is the greatest match I'd ever seen live. And I saw Brett versus Austin from WrestleMania 13 live. Um Number two, I'm going to go with the uh, match from the very first Double or Nothing. I'm going to go with uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes in the Battle of the Brothers. I mean, just the entrance, you know, Cody's entrance, which really now really hasn't, it doesn't age well anymore. Don't do that. Don't do that. Keep on. <laughs> but no, it was, still, it was still a cool entrance because I remember I was watching this at a, I was at a watch party. Uh, for this and just seeing the crowd go crazy when he came out and got the sledgehammer and, you know, destroyed the throne. And then they just went out to have just a classic. And then, you know, Dustin's bleeding buckets. And at the end of the match, you know, they had, Cody has that emotional promo where he's like, you know, I need my brother. And that set up uh, them versus the Young Bucks at, I believe it was Spider Fest or something like that, one of the next shows. Uh, and then my number one, is uh, going to be a match that both Giovanni and I saw live. And that is going to be the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers inside the steel cage from uh, All Out 2021. Damn. Two bucks in there, man. They they put on some hellacious matches. Yeah, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but do not be surprised if, uh, if their match this coming Sunday against the Hardys is something that is uh, talked about a few years, three years from now. 
I like it, man. I dig it. I dig it. Great moments, you know, heartfelt moments, getting you through the tough times, which is what we all love about pro wrestling. It's escapism at its best. Awesome matches. You know, I was there to see two out of the matches that you've named. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I was at the original All Out, uh, Double or Nothing. I was at All Out with you. Uh, and the only one I missed, man, was unfortunately I wasn't going to go to Baltimore to see, you know, Hangman and Omega that was versus Chicago. That was Chicago. So I did see that one. I didn't go no, to that Baltimore. was at Revolution 2020. It was right before the pandemic shut everything down. Ooh, so I did go to that one. So I've seen them all. Aha. Only well, see, one I was at Revolution 2020. I didn't know that. Yeah. The only one, the only pay per view that I had missed going into this year was, um, Baltimore when they did the full gear, full gear, yeah, the first full gear. Okay. Uh, Joey K. I'm gonna keep it pretty short and simple. Best match of AEW so far is Omega versus Danielson from Grand Slam. That's it. Nice. Yeah. All the other bullshit doesn't matter. That match is it. Uh, honorable mention to Dax versus Cash in the first uh, in the qualifying plan. match for the Owen Hart tournament. But, uh, yeah, every other match in AEW, yeah, it was good. There's some good stuff, but doesn't hold up. And there's a reason why. Because that match went 30-minute draw. Should have been a 60-minute match, but this is what we get in AEW. And on top of that, uh, that's one match where the finish mattered more than anything going to the time limit. Because people were so lost in that match that nobody even realized that there was a 30-minute time limit. And when they rang the bell for it, it was like, what the hell happened? Yep. You got so lost in that. Um, I can't ever put a Young Bucks match up there because it's paint by numbers. Um, You know, I think all of us can map map out a Young Bucks match in our sleep at this point, and that's that. Um, Cody and Dustin, it was great for the time, but it wasn't a great match. I hate to shit on everybody's bubble. No, you it don't. was not a great match. It was okay. It was a good match, but it wasn't great. Um, the story and the build to it was pretty great, but the match wasn't there. And if you said matches and moments, the best moment of AEW, hands down, easily, without question, is the second episode of Rampage, the return of CM Punk. They gave him a huge entrance. They gave him a live microphone and as much time as he wanted for that show. He said what he needed to say after seven years. He came back, and even though there's some doubters in this room, his run is really picking up, and I think we're going to see it culminate with a title win on Sunday night. Uh, before uh, Giovanni gives his pick, I'm just going to actually double down on the moment. I'll, I'll say the best moment in AEW's history was Sam Punk's return. I'll double down on that. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's just like saying you're going to pick Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl last year. We we know it's coming. I didn't hey, pick Tom we Brady didn't. to win the Super Bowl last year. Let's be honest. We didn't know what was coming on that. You knew Punk was coming out because if right. not, they would have burned that building to the ground. But you didn't know how well it was going to go over. And the fans I still I was, love Punk. The fans love Punk. He had the energy. He brought everything you needed to hear after seven years. 
was worth it. And they 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 sold out the United like I think that event was announced what like about a month before it happened. Like it wasn't something that was planned on an event. And that mm-hmm. man and that sold out just on the rumor. Like it wasn't officially confirmed. It was never officially stated that CM Punk was going to be there. That sold out just on the a rumor that he was going to be there. Yeah, and they they played it right because he was the first thing out. If you had made people wait for that or made people, you know, just wait for Punk, they would have burned that motherfucker down. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the right call to 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 have him kick off. You couldn't have done any. You couldn't have done it any other way. <sighs> okay, all right, gents. All right, hot one. What about you? Best moments, man. I think of moments, you know, that legitimately pop me. I want moments that I am floored, and I want that to the great matches or just overall, what am I watching? This is greatness. So for that reason, even though it is paint by the numbers, Mr. Premier, I'm putting the Young Bucks versus um, the Lucha Bros. Number one. I mean, I was there, dude. I was literally freaking close enough to touch the cage. Are we? Okay? Ta- yeah. Are we? Ta- we're talking the cage match, though, right? Yes. Yeah. God, both of you guys fucking suck. <laughs> dude, it was go such back, a good match. Go back. What about the fucking ladder match? Ladder it, match was amazing. The ladder match, I thought, was actually a, even a little bit better than the cage. You know, that's the beauty of the three of us here. And just you know, most wrestling groups and that we don't we don't always we don't have that we don't they all think the same way, but we all respect each other's opinions. That's right. We do like, and then we look at the viewpoints of like similar, very similar matches. Obviously, the same the same uh, wrestlers in each match, but you know, it's it's a little bit of a preference thing. Like, yeah. do I like this spot coming off the top of the cage? Yeah, pretty cool be a lot cooler if cody didn't do it first but <laughs> i get it you get the spiked shoe i i just think i i don't know see to me the cage match seems a little more it's gonna sound really dumb but safe you know you're confined in the cage yeah things some things can go wrong the ladders are way more unpredictable I mean, because and there were we, some gnarly spots in that match. I actually was yeah. second row from the ring for for that that ladder match. I was like, that's why I'm surprised that neither one of you took actually the ladder match as as one of them. Because I loved the ladder match. Yeah, the cage match was good. I just felt like that ladder match though was a little more risky, it, a little more dangerous, it, and they pulled it off really well. If uh, if we were uh, if we did if we de- definitely would be in my top ten. And it would probably be in my top five as well, too. And the funny thing was, is I sat be- right behind uh, Ryan Barkinuan's Pro Wrestling Tees because he actually hooked me up with the tickets. And Cheap he pop. actually, right before, huh? Cheap pop. Go ahead. I know. I mean, Jesus Christ. But, you, um, dro- just keep, you drop his we, name every week, and we don't get shit from Pro Wrestling Tees other than full price and fat guy sizing price. So, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna keep mentioning his fucking name, he at least hook us up with something, right? Well, come we'll on, working on that. But um, kind of going back to my point was this: um, he actually had kind of going back and forth between the suite that he had and sitting front row. He actually came and sat right before the match started. He came and sat front row with a uh, Matt Jackson's wife Dana, 
And just so kind of like she said, they said, she sat watching her kind of watch her husband, you know, was kind of also intriguing, mm-hmm. just kind of getting her, you know, gauging her reaction to seeing her husband go through all of this. It was, it was, it was interesting, but yeah, if we, if we did top five, I'd say that match would be in it too. So give me also Kenny by God Omega during Yes, the the match with Danielson. The match with Danielson was awesome. But I don't know why, and you guys can kill me for it. I like the pack match better. That was a that's on the list. I went to a draw as well, too. Yeah. Wait, which Kenny Omega versus Pac match are we talking about? The the draw that they went into on the, the Iron Man match. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure that because I know they were they wrestled each other at the first uh, all out as well too. And what was not the one that ended in the brutalizer? That was bullshit. Yeah, Yeah. we were supposed (laughs) to get Mox versus Kenny right at that that show. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Isn't that when he had the staff infection in his arm? Yes. Yep. Marsha infection. Yeah. Okay. So good times, man. Good, good history. Good memories. Moment. Moment, man, I'll give you a moment. You know what? I'll give you a moment. A moment like this. this. My moment. (laughs) My moment is because I'm a mark. And I'll say it. Not a skid mark ass. (laughs) I'm a wrestling mark. There are some guys that for some reason I just absolutely love. And there's no rhyme or reason. Um... But I'm just I knew a, it. He is a Chase Owens fan. I fuck Chase Owens. <laughs> but the moment where you have the accumulation of the pinnacle and the the uh golly, what were they? Inner, inner circle. circle, and you have Sean Spears sitting on a chair, surrounded by chairs, slamming oh, in the chair. The, in the room, right? Yes. Uh, that was so good. As a Sean Spears fan, I marked out hard. Um, then tonight, Sean Spears comes out with the freaking mask. I fucking loved it. As a Sean Spears fan, once again, I'm a mark. Um, but that had to be it for me. Spears sitting on the chair, the chairman surrounded by chairs was just amazing. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I'll, I'll up you. My the fanboy in me really wanted to actually go real weird and just say my favorite AEW moment was CM Punk's Ring of Honor entrance <laughs> from, from Revolution. Like I honestly, I it's so cheesy and small, but growing up or being a, well, a younger wrestling fan at that point in the early two thousands, Ring of Honor on the East Coast Philly shows. Like to me, that shit just hits. Yeah. So that's my like a little bit of a fanboy moment was that that entrance, seeing the old track jacket, the shorts, yep. like straight up 05 punk. And I was like, fuck, that's so good. So for, good. for me, if I'm gonna throw out I'm gonna throw one other one out there. I'm gonna go with uh Sting's debut in AEW when he came out. Uh you know, the winter is coming. With this, it, it was it was just so cool, just because you know, I don't think anybody expected it. it, was, it was a- GDJ's a mark for the fake snow. 
Not only only am I a mark for fake snow, I'm also a mark for Al snow. Wow. What does everybody want? Anyway. Wow. (laughs) But yes, I would. I I I I I pop legit for uh, Sting's. uh, How fast? How how fast did that damn intro get old? Like after the second time of seeing the fake snow, I was over it. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care for it that much, but just that first time, like, oh my god, it. You know, to quote Tony Schiavone, it's Sting. Let's not quote awesome. Tony Schiavone. Guys. Okay, ugh. so I won't do the Yeti. Oh, oh my Lord. God. Getting into double or nothing this weekend. <laughs> it is the big show. The big show. Wait, it's anyway. Paul White. Big show's gone. Yeah, no more BSing, guys. We're getting straight to the point. Double or nothing buy-in. Hey, Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. What are we thinking on this one? Who's taking that W? For Christ's sake, if anybody thinks that Hookhausen's not winning this match, please just go pick up a book, go to a fucking go play a video game, do anything other than watch professional wrestling. <laughs> Because there's no way you will understand anything about professional wrestling if you don't think they're going over in this match. How uh, the hell is Hook so over? Dude, that kid's been over since the moment fucking Action Bronson hit like yep. on the fucking screen music video. Then literally his video just said, <laughs> just Hook. Hook. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up nothing. It was the kid's just I, over. I, I I don't quite understand how he is this over, but I mean, I think it was just that when he had his first match, I mean, you could tell he put in the work, like he put in the train, like he looked, his, yeah. you know, you can definitely tell his dad's got had a heavy influence and had a hand in his train because, you know, he's, he can throw those suplexes. Dude, you know? I was at Revolution, and when I tell you, it was, it was kind of dead for the buy-in. It wasn't, you know, people weren't super happy with the buy-in. Even though it was a great buy-in, we just had like House of Black doing their thing. But the moment that stopped and freaking Hook's music came on, the people there lost their shit. It felt like a fucking concert, bro. It was like, <laughs> everybody, even the fat dude next to me. And I'm a fat dude myself, so to call another dude a fat dude, hey, it's boring. Wait, are you calling Stu fat? No, I wasn't near the meat man. Stu knows I love him. It's my leprechaun homie. But okay. um, yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to sit with him on the floor. I was a little higher up, but you know it worked. Um, but no, everybody lost their shit for Hook, dude, and he was only there for like five seconds. Right. So, so first off, if we're talking about playing video games, man, if you haven't played it, go play Spider Man on the PS4. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> now we're getting but, into video game talk. But like uh, Joey K said, it, 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 there, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason for Hookhausen to not win this match. I mean, this is basically their answer to RK bro. The odd couple, the mm-hmm. couple that shouldn't work, that seems to work. And uh, yeah, there's no, I, I, I think it's a, like, if you're going to put like your life savings, bet your life savings on any match, this would be the match to do it on. And, um, DDJ's bet in the house with DraftKings, the new official partner of the AEW. Yeah. And uh, 
one thing I'd be interested to see is where, you know, this going, because, you know, clearly, you know, Hook is part of, you know, Team Taz along with, you know. Is it clear, is is it it really clear let, at this point? Let, let me finish. Let me finish. If I may, sir. If you will. Um, I, I Do we maybe kind of start seeing, you know, you know, the, the beginnings of maybe, you know, Hook kind of breaking away from, you know, Team Taz because you – Obviously, Danhausen is 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 not Team Taz material, but I mean, <laughs> I I think I, you know, I it's it'll be an interesting conundrum because if you know Hook separates from Team Taz, you know, what about his? You know, what about Taz? You know, is he going to stick with his team or is he going to go with this kid? I mean, I think this could just open up to some interesting, you know, possibilities. But yeah, Scrap Team Taz. There's no there's no way no there's no reason Hookhausen doesn't win this match. Hot one, what about you? There's no reason for Team Taz to still be a thing. It's holding back absolute Ricky Starks. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs is a bum. Uh... <laughs> he's, he's, he's almost at that Keith Lee level of bum. Oh, jeez, why did you go there? That's harsh. But Powerhouse is a bum. Starks is still salvageable because the man's good. Uh who better got out of there and was never seen from again? So maybe we just uh, get rid of Team Taz. But no, it, it's it's Hookhausen all the way, dude. There's no way. I don't think I think I don't think we can get rid of Team Taz yet. Why? I don't think so either. I don't I don't, I don't I don't think Powerhouse Hobbs is a bum. I just don't think he has any good fucking booking at all. Period. Um, same oh. thing with Ricky Starks. Brian Cage wasn't booked the right way. Like, if you're not an upper echelon star and friends with the boss, like, you're not getting booked for shit right. You got to take the scraps that you get and try to make the most of it. That's how AEW yeah. works. And if you don't believe me, look at all the contracts they're letting expire. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there hasn't been anybody necessarily that's been gone so far that matters. Uh, except for Cody. Well, that's the difference. One of the founding members of aew i'm like it hasn't been anybody that really matters that's that they haven't <laughs> oh cody uh, cody last time do. i remember whatever exaggerated number was at wrestlemania pop like motherfuckers for for cody yeah return mm-hmm. so uh, all you fake marks who didn't like him in aew but are cheering him on uh, keep cheering because we need that going God, I'm too tired. I don't have the strength to go on that rant tonight. So <laughs> thank God. So lucky. We'll, we'll table that for Fake another episode. Fucking. Oh, it's where he belongs. This is the WW. Shut the fuck up. Fucking goofballs. <laughs> oh. To all you goombas, we now bring you the triple threat death triangle versus hey. the house of black. Where are we going on this one, gents? I, I, I really think uh, uh, the House of Black needs to win here. Yeah, they got a cool entrance. Yeah, they've got, you know, some neat things. But I just really, I don't, to me, they, they need this win to really, if they want to be seen as a serious threat in AEW. So for me, I'm going uh, I'm going House of Black. Yeah, 100%. House of Black wins it. Um, just, I, honestly, I don't even give a fuck. Just end this feud already. Like I'm kind of over mm-hmm. it. I mean, this is this is Seamus Cesaro for the 87th week in a row. 
um, if you guys remember that best of 767 match series. Um, that yeah, I, the bar. yeah, whatever. Um, uh, while we're talking about House of Black, real quick, shout out to uh, Brody King for announcing. I think it was on his Twitter or Instagram that he was going to be donating uh, all the all the money he makes off his uh, T-shirt sales. I can't remember for how long. I think it was like the next month or so. He's going to be donating all the proceeds to uh, you know the people down at uh, you know that were impacted by the school shooting. So I think that's really cool. Really, really awesome move by uh, Brody. I, I, I don't like you, DDJ. I don't. Because now I have to follow that up with, well, gentlemen, the reason House of Black is going to win, because Buddy Matthews, you just made the list. You're doing awesome in life. You have to win. <laughs> yeah, see I, think get, I, I think we got the fourth member of the House of Black, though. Oh, yeah? Who is it? Who do you guys think it is? Do we th- I, the only person I could think of that would make any sense would be Julia Hart, finally... No, they looked like she was about to be on the wrong end of uh anyway. Um <laughs> That's you watching, dude. Maybe maybe uh maybe Abaddon, man. She fits with the vibe. Dude, I would hope so. That would be dope. That's a good one. That's a good I think, one. I like this. I, that's a great swerve. I don't know. I just feel like there's a fourth member coming. I agree. Out there. I think the Julia Hart thing, though, it's not going to work, and I think it's a, a bit of a swerve. But yeah, Abaddon would totally fit. I like that. Because um, I think they need a female. They need a female part of the group, or either Abaddon, or if you see uh, a little defection, thinking like Anna J would work too. Oh, that would kill the Dark Order more than Stu Grayson not being renewed. Who gives a flying fuck? Like, it's the Dark Order, dude. What about just a little bit of a wild card? What what about a little bit of a wild card here? Because she just recently changed her persona. What about maybe Chris Statlander? I thought that, but Chris is... I... Like it's it's a good pick, yeah. It's a good pick, but I just don't want to say yeah to that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I, like I, fine. it's just, she's just she fits, but a part of me of. still just wants the alien to be with best friends. Uh, <laughs> no, not even that. I just want to see her be her normal character, not like the fucking weird alien booping noses. Fuck Ooh. the orange cast. Hey, Fuck I got noise. booped. I freaking yeah. loved it. Rocked my world. I'm just saying, like, let her be whatever this character is without, like, jumping into faction, you know? Okay. Mm. Like, I I, like, that's why I wouldn't say that. Would it be a good fit? Yeah, they could probably have a really good fit and cool storyline and all kinds of good shit for it. Will it but I just kind of want to see her do her own fucking thing for right now. Okay. Fuck all the gimmicky shit. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go. Well, fuck all the gimmicky shit. Joey K's number one phrase that he loves using. You bastard. That's my just second. for that. That's my number two phrase. Just for that. Gimmicky shit galore. Oh. <laughs> and the young bucks. Who are we taking and why? Man. I really don't know on this one because it, it, it they, they, they build us 
as a dream match, and this is definitely a dream match. Um, if this is anything like the stuff they did in Ring of Honor, it is going to be a banger. Like I watched the uh the ladder match they had at Supercard of Honor 2017 the night before they ended up, you know, the Hardys ended up going back to the WWE. And I seen some of the stuff they did leading up to it, and it's just Man, this this is gonna be a car crash just waiting to happen, and stuff. But um, to me, I I, I think if this is the Hardys' last real significant run, I I, I feel I both teams need the win here because the Bucks really haven't done much lately in terms of in ring action and stuff. But to me, I, I gotta say you gotta go with the Hardys. So I'm picking the Hardys. So, team fucking Metamucil versus the dumb fucks. All right. Um, <sighs> who are we going with here? So uh, this will be my shit break of the night. That's my <laughs> shit break of the night match. Just no. It, you know, what worries me most about this match is that it's going to give, it's giving me the fucking. AJ style Shinsuke Nakamura WrestleMania match vibe where it's like, Oh yeah, we know they can both go. We know they've had a classic in the past. So what are they going to do in this one? And then it comes out and it's just flat as shit. And you're just like, eh, that was disappointing. Like I, I, that's the vibe I'm getting from this match. Like, how big is this match going to deliver? It's Is it going to live up to, like, any of the, the past matches, like the ladder match, the stuff that they had when they are in Ring of Honor? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the Hardys end up going over. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are doing the business because there's not a lot for the Bucks to do right now. And 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 I, and I, I think they're going to go all out in this match because I think a lot of the fans who've always wanted to see this match – didn't didn't see their stuff in Ring of Honor because I'm sure I'm assuming you know a lot of the fans probably didn't see it so I could definitely see them going you know balls to the wall all out for this match. It's because, double you know, or nothing, DDJ. Not all out. You're on the wrong pay per view. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I may be the oldest one here, but I'm not that that senile yet. All right. Well, anyways. Well, I saw the graphic and it said double or nothing. So I'm sticking with that. You know what? You both suck. It'll be all right. Um, but no, man, when you break down into it, it's the Bucks, it's the Hardys. These are two high top names, man, that that run the industry, right? Um, and for better or worse, you know, it, it's it's nothing that it's nothing that's going to help either or right now. The Hardys are in the twilight of their career. That real quick, that's the biggest point. There's yeah. no there, this match doesn't help either team. It's a fun showcase match, so it doesn't even matter who wins it. Mm-hmm. And there was no build. Go, yeah, they're going to go out. They're going to get their shit in, and it does. I don't think it really does much for either team. Did they, but you talked about. I heard Jovan say, and I, I really like that take, uh, Joey K. But I heard Jovan talk about there being no build. Did this match really need any build? No, and that's the point. Okay. Well, it'd be nice to. Yeah. No. People know what they're going to get. They're going to get the Young Bucks, regarded as one of the best tag teams in the world. 
They're going to get the Hardys regarded as one of the best tag teams of all time. Um, both of those statements can be debated by Marks for years to come. I don't care. For me, the Young Bucks are one of the greatest tag teams right now, and the Hardys are going to be regarded as one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they're building this whole feud off of, this whole match, this whole you know, want to see it. The anticipation of this comes off of who's in the match. Um, Hardy's win. The Bucks don't need a win. The Bucks, you know, honestly, I don't even see the Bucks going near the tag team titles in a while. Um, you have a golden opportunity right now to get those titles, maybe on FTR, who to me, I believe are very well deserving. Um, there are other FTR's got their own problems to worry about after, uh, dynamite well that's true that's coming up that's that's you know future stuff but those guys with the work rate and what they're doing right now are the best tag team in the world right now ftr ftr yep i will double down on that so to have them being roh champions and not AEW champs kind of blows my mind um and they haven't necessarily had a shot at the Jungle Express, which needs to disband or something. But we'll see. I feel like there's a missed opportunity if FTR doesn't get these belts again soon while they're still hot, while they're still in this, you know, best in the world phase that they're in with the ROH and the AAA belts. Um. But yeah, like I said, Hardys go over because it this, this doesn't hurt anybody. This is just a fan service match. You want fan service? This is your match. All right. <sighs> you know what, Joey K? You, you said something during that whole thing, though. What's that? Um, during the Hardys and Bucks, you just you just talked about a lot of you know maybes, and it's going to be a car wreck and. You know, it, you, you didn't give it a lot of love, man. So hopefully you, you show a well, little love. Well, that's the thing, though. But if you listen to what I said, it's like I had all the hype in the world for AJ versus Shinsuke at WrestleMania. You're getting a world title match on the biggest show of the year. And did it deliver? It was a good match. But it wasn't their best work. No. Right? Okay. It was good. It did something I, to be desired. Right, right. And it was like, and it felt to me like that was, that's the overhype of it. Like you just expect so much. And I think with the Young Bucks and the Hardys, you know, you expect so much to happen. Is it really going to get pulled off? And that leaves me on the fence of like, I'm a little skeptical. I don't know. I mean, Matt Hardy on pay per view. For AEW has died multiple times. Oh. Anybody, anybody go back to the fucking knocking himself out? I was there. I okay. was there when it happened. I yeah. was looking behind the seats like, holy shit, he just died. Yeah. Um. So I have a fear. I mean, Jeff already changed up enough to where he's not protecting anybody but himself and doesn't give a fuck. So, so good luck to the young box on that. <laughs> um, but and then the Bucks do what they do, like which is not crazy and out of control, but it's very fast paced. Are the Hardys going to keep up with that? Because I haven't seen anything on AEW that tells me they will or can. 
I'm in. You know what? Let, let's transition from this to my hot take. That you, you're talking about this match being one that scares you a little bit. I'm gonna tell you the match that scares me a little bit. The one that I feel like kind of has the biggest room to let me down. We've got Anarchy in the Arena, John Moxley, Danielson, Santana Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston going against the Jericho Appreciation Society. Gentlemen, who are we picking and why do I feel like this may be a womp womp? I I for me, I'm gonna I I, I can see where you would think that, and I mean I, I I'm inclined to agree with you on that just because I mean you basically it's just gonna be a giant 10 man tornado tag match where they're basically going to fight all over the arena. This it's going to, it's basically taking the place of stadium stampede. And uh, yeah, I could easily see where you you would have those concerns. And I think it's, it's, it's a valid, very valid hot take. Um, I mean, but it, it's, it, it's, I think it's going to be just like you said, you know, pure, uh, I think gorilla monsoon used to call it like a pure six brawl or whatever. And um it's going to be, I think, just one of those matches, you know, where I think that's going to be the ma- match. I think we're going to see blood in that match. We'll probably see some fire, a fireball. Um, not the kind of fireball that burned the Alpha Beta's house down in Revenge of the Nerds. But um, <laughs> Giovanni got that one. Um, classic movie, by the way. But uh, kind of going into the match, I feel like the Jericho Appreciation Society has had way too many moments where they've gotten the better. Um, uh, uh, Kingston and, you know, Santana and Ortiz, you know, and bringing the beast, the, uh, Blackpool combat club into the mix, you know, it's kind of helped even the odds. And I can't, I mean, when we saw some friction with, you know, Kingston and, uh, I believe it was, uh, Danielson. Um, and I think that can play, came into play, but I almost feel like I think that, that, that this group needs to win. So I'm going to go with the BCC, Eddie Kingston, and um, Santana and Ortiz, and you know, but speaking of the BCC, Wheeler Yuta is doing some great things over in New Japan right now in the Battle of the Super Best of the Super Juniors tournament. So, congrats to him. You heard it here first, DDJ backs the BBC Premier. Where are you going? Um, yeah, this match is going to be a snoozer for sure. I don't, I haven't liked any of the Stadium Stampede matches. I really didn't give a shit about Blood and Guts. This five on five team stuff i it just doesn't do it for me it's not my not my jam uh jericho's i i refuse to use their name because it's the stupidest fucking name in pro wrestling um yeah jericho's team wins because there's no sense in making them a new faction and their first actual match together as a complete faction is going to be this match because hager hasn't been involved in anything for months and it's been like what three months, three and a half months since they formed as a group. So this is their first actual match. Uh, if they don't go over, and obviously either Santana or Ortiz are taking the pinfall. Sorry about that, boys. But uh, yeah, that's how it's gonna go. Um, Jericho's team wins. There's no way, and and it's gonna be either Santana or Ortiz. I don't. It might be Kingston, but it definitely is not gonna be any part any part of Moxley or Danielson that takes the pin in that match. So it's it's a little bit, and if it is, I'll be shocked. They'll swerve the shit out of me if that happens. But yeah, I think I think the uh, Jericho group goes over. That's the that's, but it's a snoozer of the night. I don't think it's gonna live up to the hype. 
Yeah, that's that's my general census on the match, man. I feel like this may be where I need to get the beer refilled, heat up another slice of pizza, maybe make some nachos or something. Because I don't, I don't have the biggest, uh, you know, I, I don't have a good feeling about it going into it. I like the Stadium Stampede. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. Um, cinematic matches have a place when done right, but this one. I feel didn't need to be or doesn't need to be this type of match. It didn't need to be as grandiose as it is. The addition of the BCC didn't have to be done. Um, your core your core feud is Jericho Appreciation Society against Atena Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. So the additional kind of weighted off for me, and it's probably so they could fit everybody in the Jericho Appreciation Society in the match, which... To me, the two jobbers from 2.0. Uh, hey, now. Uh, dude, did you hey see now. those punches tonight? I I fake punched better in my sleep. But it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's my feeling on the match, man. Give me Jericho for the obvious win, probably with the fireball or some bullshit. But yeah, I'm ready to move on. Let's get to something better. Yay! Um, Let's get to what I think might be the Loki show stealer. Thunder Rosa defending the AEW Women's Championship against the one and only Professor Serena Deeb. Gents, who and why? Okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a hot take on my end, and this may shock you guys, but to me, Thunder Rosa's reign as AEW Women's World Champion has been pretty lackluster. Like it, it's been. I, I just I almost mean, as bad as Hangman Pages, but go on. Yeah, the, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I mean, it's it just and the promo that she cut tonight, it didn't really do anything for me. Now, if you talk about the promo that Serena Deep cut last week, that did something for me. That got me hyped up for the match. She's clearly like hungry for this and more than deserving of this. And for that reason, and that re- reason there, I'm picking Serena Deeb as your new AEW women's world champion. Um, My head says Thunder Rose is going over. They're going to keep the title on her. AEW likes to do that. They like to really build somebody up mm-hmm. and then not have that title change. They want to drag it out as long as they can. So my head says Thunder Rose is going to win, but my heart says I want to see Serena Deeb finally get that shine. And major again, pay-per-view, mm-hmm. major pay-per-view, world title match. Give her a shine for once. Jesus yeah. Christ. The girl's been grinding and, and, for, what, and, 20 and years? A little bit of a history lesson. Serena Deeb is the, late, the woman who ended the uh, NWA title reign of Thunder Rosa. That is true. That is true. Which I, I wish they would have played that a little bit more. I yeah, wish that I, I agree with you there. I, 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 I thought they would have. I thought about that last week when she did that promo last week when Dustin came out and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought there was there was a good way to slip that line in there. Of why do you why do you think she'll beat me when she was going off on why do you think she'll she'll beat me? Tell me to my face. And then she could have just she could have just thrown in there because the last time she had a title. I took it away from her. Yep. So why yep. do you think she's going to beat me now? 
Like, I would have loved that. It would have built it a little bit more. I mean, fair play. They probably can't mention it or, you know, wanted to avoid it for the time being. But I just think she's been grinding so long in professional wrestling. I think I think it's her time. Yeah. Plus, plus I, the AEW women's title is only, how do I say it? The best AEW women's title moments are when there's a heel champion. Okay. Baby face champions to me. I didn't give a shit about Rio. Um, I like I love I love Britt Baker's run with the title. And obviously now she's doing stuff where she she doesn't need the title. She'd have had a really nice run with the title, I think. She she'd have had a decent run, but Sheeta was say- becoming super Sheeta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it was lackluster, but it got a little long in the tooth. A little just a little bit. It went on a little bit longer than than I would have liked it. Um but she out of any baby face run, Cheetah's was the best, that's for sure. Yes. But you know, I think the the real run and that's with any title, the real run is when the heels have it. That's where you get the most noise. That's where you get the most bang for your buck, the best stories, everything out of it. And I think they built Serena Deeb, especially last week, having that promo to close out the show was so good. Like, okay, we're going, we're going mega heel spot here. I like it. Let's put the title on her and see what she does. And they've already built it up. She was having those like five minute challenges. Yeah, the they, they built it up so well for her to take this title. And now it's like, I've beaten so much of this competition. Who's next to challenge me? And then you have a new set of challengers. You have Ruby Soho. You have Chris Statlander. You have a lot of baby faces that can challenge for the title. Tony Storm. Boo, not Botchamania. Yeah. Um, Yeah, this is the wrong show. This is shooting shit, not Botchamania. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. No, you have a you, you have a lot of good babyface challengers that can give some good matches and carry her through for a while. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of like that. Uh, you know, put the title on Deeb, but I think they're probably going to stick with Thunder Rosa. Heading out to the West Coast, I hate to say it to you, Marks, but they want that Mexican market on the West Coast. So having a solid Mexican women's champ. Makes good business sense. They know? don't need the Mexican women's champion for the West Coast. They had the West Coast already with the best tag team in all of pro wrestling, the Young Bucks. Man. Anyway, I know. Fuck are you on? <laughs> Dude. Uh no, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think um I I would see all the reasonings for Deeb. I do. Hell of a way you broke it down. I do like it. The matchups are better. That's kind of the issue with Thunder Rosa going up to her trail to Brett Baker. She took everyone out. So who's left for her? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's 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 kind of adding to her lackluster title defense, because on the way to the title, she cleared him out. There's no new matches for her. And she's a face. You're not going to have her face another face that she's never faced before because it makes no sense. Um, the women's division, man, is suffering from major lack of players. They need big time players, faces, heels, even more heels, man. I, I, 
I want Athena, the war goddess, to be a massive heel to come in, and that's you know who you build a massive heat with. But unfortunately, it probably will never happen because I want it, and it's not going to happen. So, Serena Deeb right now, the professional, the professor of professional wrestling. That say that five times fast. The woman of a thousand holds, and most of them are not arm drag, arm bar, arm bar. Anyway. I think it's a no-brainer. Thunder Rosa takes it. Deeb's going to have a hell of a showing. Um, but I don't think Thunder Rosa drops it on her first big-time pay-per-view uh, match. I think yeah. – I, I will say regardless of who wins this match, though, it's not the end of this feud. No, not yet. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. All right, gentlemen. From the women's champion to – that bitch shows title. We have Jade Cargill, that bitch going against number 99 Anna J of the Dark Order. I mean, why? But what, what do you guys think? I don't know. Go, go, give me hope. Uh, don't, I, don't ask me. <laughs> uh, Anna J, very easy on the eyes, very lovely person. But yeah, she's. She's got no chance in this match. Jade Cargill is gonna. It's this is probably gonna be the shortest match of the of the night, and uh, Jade Cargill is gonna win it convincingly. Yeah, there's no reason to take this off Jade. Anna Jay is just another challenger. Doesn't matter. This match is gonna be a stinker anyway. There, there's no hope for this. All she is is just another loss in the row. Yeah, good one, guys. Quick to the point. She's just another L. Yep. <sighs> to the match, to me, that has more implications than all the title matches on this card. You have MJF finally having to face the beast, the war dog, Wardlow. What are we thinking? This is probably, this arena, this is probably going to be the match that is going to be the produce the loudest reactions from the crowd. And if it's anything, if, if tonight's uh, AEW Dynamite was any indication of how loud and how hot that crowd is going to be, it is you're literally going to have to hold on to your seat. Otherwise, because the, the roof is going to get blown off of that building and it's just going to be insane. Um, it, th- this has been an amazing build. And I mean, this is what, this is like, a perfect example of the long-term storytelling and how it still works in this day and age. This has been building basically, basically since almost the beginning of, uh, since the beginning of AEW, because, you know, MJF came in, you know, Wardlow came in shortly after, you know, after I think Dynamite started, you know, as MJF's bodyguard. And I think we all knew at some point in time, this was going to, going to happen. And it did. It was such an amazing job. Just this, how the subtlety, the subtle seeds that were planted. Um, we, I remember being at um, Dynamite in Chicago when CM Punk and MJF had their first match. You know, when they went about forty-five minutes and MJF won, we all thought the turn was going to happen there. It did not. Then you know came Revolution when it finally happened, and it's just been just been just so surreal to watch and just seeing just how over Wardlow has gotten and just everything. And it's just every, this is basically, 
this is how this is this is the Wardlow's fastly becoming this era's Bill Goldberg, only he can actually wrestle. Um, I am not a Goldberg fan at all. I do not like him. I think he's. You don't crazy. say. No, he's, 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 he is easily the most overrated wrestler of all time, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's just it, this is just the the build for this match is everything, and you know we all know the stipulations. If MJF wins, Wardlow's basically done. Obviously, if Wardlow wins, he gets to sign an AEW contract. He'll get his music back. He won't have to be cuffed anymore. And. I think the I think we're all going to be in agreement here, who's going to win. I think what we should discuss is how is how long this powerbomb symphony is going to go. Um, for the record, Wardlow takes the win, and I, I'd say he probably gets at least a dozen power bombs on MJF before he finally pins him. Premier, uh, yeah, Wardlow has to win because if not, what was the hell the point of the story? My only problem with this entire story is it literally mimicked the Jericho storyline. You know, you have to do X, Y, and Z to get to me at the end. And it's like, we just saw that already. Like, we just saw that. Now we're doing it to Wardlow. In in all due respect, I think that kind of plays into the MJF character, though. Yeah, but are we going to see that for, like, every single feud now? Because that's too, like... That's... I think it, it depends on who it is. I don't think we're going to see it every feud, but I think it's it depends on who it Hold is. Hold on. We did it with Jericho. We did it semi-similar with Punk. Now we just did it with Wardlow. Semi-similar with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Cody had to go Fair through it, too. So there's four feuds that got the same treatment. So I get that it's his character, and I understand that kind of stuff, but it's like... At what point is it going to be okay? We're rehashing the same shit, and okay. you're going to see less out of MJF. Now, what's the point if Wardlow doesn't win? So obviously he's going to win. Um, I don't think it's going to be as crazy and everything. You know, I think it's going to be a little bit messy. I think you're going to see Sean Spears get involved. You know, you're you're going to see a little something happen. Maybe build towards the next feud with uh, whoever Wardlow is going to be against next. I hope this is the blow off to it because let him go a separate way. I'm tired of seeing the handcuffs and the bullshit, but Wardlow wins. MJF is foiled again, but still comes out looking like the mega heel that he is. So it's win win for everybody. MJF wins. Tony Khan's gives Wardlow a contract anyway for that field goal moment at double or nothing. I don't care what both y'all say. MJF needs this. Uh, MJF takes the win. Oh, be a nice little swerve. It would be. I mean, almost as big as when he beat Punk. Yeah. That was oh, a big man. swerve. If you could have only been in the arena when that happened, when he beat Punk oh, at, at uh at Wintrust. Oh my god, it was it was like a it, it was like that just everybody just it it were just, just genuine shock. Well, ladies. We are going a bit longer the tooth. We have a few to go by real quick. So we're going to give a little bit of love to the AEW tag team title match. No, I'm not. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland going against the Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and the the Jungle Express, excuse me, the tag team champions. Who and why, gentlemen, who and why? You know, the the three-way match that they had uh, tonight with uh, Ricky Starks, uh, uh, Swerve, uh, Swerve Scott 
and uh, Jungle Boy was was awesome. I loved it. It was everything I hoped it would be. I think this tag match can be is could have potentially be a really good match. Um, I I just right I, these two teams that you know are they're challenging for the belts. Um, I mean, they're great. I think they're great individually. I think they're they're good tag teams, but I think they're better individually. Um, especially, I think Ricky Starks is just the sky's the limit for him and stuff. But uh, to me, I I don't see either one of these challenging teams walking out with the straps. I think the Jurassic Express holds on to the tie the titles. To, uh, to, so I'm picking them to retain. Joey K. It's a pick them, and I don't give a shit. Any three of these teams shouldn't be even in this match or hold the title. I don't really care. The the Swerve, you know, Keith Lee team piece together, thrown together. Wow, at least they're giving Keith something to do. They're not giving the Jay Lethal treatment for fuck's sake. Um, Starks and Hobbs. Yeah, it's nice of them to do something because Hook's so fucking over that you don't even realize he's part of Team Taz anymore other than he's Taz's kid. But, you know, at least they got something to do because, um, you know, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks is fucking, he's money. That kid's good. Swerve, he's good. Keith Lee, I'm not a huge fan of, but everybody seems to like him. Fucking Lucha, Luchasaurus, fuck that guy. He's he's borderline to the, what fucking Chase Owens is to Javon at this point. Wow. Like he's like right fucking there. That's and big. I can't I, I can't I can't do it. I want to see the fucking heel turn from Jungle Boy. Stop being called Jungle Boy. Cut your fucking hair. Get rid of the stupid dinosaur. Be a fucking man. Dude, his dad was one of the most famous dudes for being so cool in the early 90s, right? Yep. How good would it be to see fucking Jungle Boy come out, full heel turn, fuck Christian Cage, fuck Luchasaurus, cuts the hair, comes out dressed like fucking all fashionable and shit, and be as cool as the other side of the fucking pillow. Fuck Christian Cage, fuck fuck Luchasaurus, I'm moving to Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, exactly. Like You have a great fucking built-in heel version of Jungle Boy. Hold on, hold on. Let's do it. This this hill version that you're wanting, man. This this prompt prim, you know, kind of suited booted. Kind of gives me a little bit of like what they should have done with LA Knight in NXT. Oh, oh god, don't even get me don't even get me started on uh what they've done to Dude, LA Knight. It's already getting late. and I don't have the strength to, to fucking <laughs> me either. do it. Oh. I will I my will, bad. We'll do that next week. Next oh week. my god, that's a fucking Ooh, next week's gonna be a burner. Get your get oh, your sleep in, ladies and gentlemen. That makes me hot already. Just thinking about <laughs> anyway. Go on. We're going jungle boy on my end to retain because there's no real reason for anybody to lose this match. Um going on into the next match of the night, the next two, because we're just gonna go ahead and give our winners for both the men's and the women's. In the women's, gentlemen, tell me who takes that final spot on rampage, who your winner is. And why is it Samoa Joe? Go. I disagree. <laughs> I think Adam Cole's uh, winning the 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 men's. I'm I, that's what I predicted when we did our preview special a couple weeks ago. I'm sticking with it. I also predicted Ruby Soho to win the women's uh, Owen, and she's going to win Friday night. And I expect her to 
to to win again Sunday. I'm sticking with my picks. Ruby Soho for the women and uh, Adam Cole for the men. Bay Bay. All right. Um, I think Cole's going to win. I think they're going to do some swerve shit and fuck Samoa Joe over. It's not going to be a clean win, but Adam Cole for sure. I know I said in our earlier preview show, um, Ruby needs this win more than probably anybody else. Give her something. She's she's had challenge for both titles at this point. Fallen short, so give her this. But if I got Cole winning the fucking men's tournament, why did I not have Britt Baker winning, winning the women's side? So now you got Adam Cole and Britt Baker winning the entire Owen Hart tournament. It's an interesting take. I can do it. I mean, they've teased them enough and showed them enough on TV together. You know, AEW treats their fans as relatively smart, even though half of them aren't. Um, but they like to treat them that way. We're all smart here. Yes, yes, we are. Very. But um, yeah, I don't know. Again, that's a that's a tough one. I, I mean, I think Adam Cole all the way, but it's more of a toss up now between Ruby and and Britt. But I, I think Ruby still might win it just because we already had Britt go over in the title feud. Um, to let Ruby have this one, eh, we'll see. I don't know. That's a tough. Give one. me the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Just because I feel like. Give the man his roses. He's done everything in the fucking business. He deserves more than what he's gotten. Give me Samoa Joe for the win. Um, you know, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and that big fucker that looks like the great Kali can come out afterwards during his celebration, during the coronation, and do whatever they're going to do to push that feud along. That- Are they going to break his Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy? Yes. Oh, can't wait to watch that. <laughs> but... <laughs> So we'll have that happen. And then it leads to me sticking with the one and only Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the women. I'm not coming off of it. I'm not going with the runaway Ruby Soho. Give me DMD for the win. Okay. But, okay, so one thing I was kind of thinking about as I was listening to Giovanni's take there. Do you really think if they're trying to honor Owen Hart, and especially with Martha Hart being there and, you know, the, you know, Ojin Athena. Why did you say that name? What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was a bad Batman reference. Oh, that was a terrible Batman reference, but go on. (laughs) It was very. Um, But do you really think, though, that they're going to do anything like when they do these presentations and stuff like that night that they would do something like that, or I, I, I think they keep it clean in, in Owen's memory, at least in terms of like post match, you know, celebration. Now, if they want to say, you know, do something on dynamite after you know, like Samoa Joe wins and then he has an interview talking about it, then they do whatever. Okay, I'll buy that. I just don't see them pulling anything like that, you know, with you know what's going on with this tournament. That's just my opinion. That's your two cents, and you know what you could do is you could take those two cents, sign them some bitch, sign it up real nice, turn that some bitch sideways, and stick it straight up your main event of the evening for double or nothing. The champion, Adam Hangman Page, the challenger, Chicago Made, Chick Magnet Punk. Where are we going and why, gentlemen? 
like Joey Case said earlier when I talked about um, Thunder Rose's title reign being a bit of a letdown, he said the same thing about Hangman Adam Page, and I'm inclined to agree with that as well, too. Mm. And I feel like especially going into uh, the Forbidden Door, I, I, I really feel like if they're going to do some sort of match where it's like, you know, the AEW champion versus the IWGP champion, which it almost seems like should be the case, if they're doing, you know, all interpromotional matches, that kind of thing. I, I feel like it. the more eyes are going to be on the product. And even so, regardless, more eyes are going to be on the product if CM Punk is your champion. And I feel for that reason, amongst others, I feel like CM Punk is going to walk out of uh, Double or Nothing as your new AEW World, uh, World Heavyweight Champion. Hangman has had one of the most mediocre title runs in recent history. Um, I don't really think it's fault of his own. They built his character to yeah. be the underdog who just falls this short every time. And when they finally let him reach the top of the mountain, who's there left for him? You know, you have Brian Danielson, which was, you know, that was hard to watch. And I said this before, too, because, like, everybody's expecting, oh, shit, Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the world. He's He should he should win the title. And he doesn't. Adam Cole should win the title. He doesn't. The feuds have been built silly. They haven't been built very well. Um I don't like Hangman in the in-between. He's either a lovable baby face or he's full-on heel. Don't give me the in-between where he's trying to be the badass and I'm going to flip you off, CM Punk, because you want to shake my hand bullshit. Like, no, it doesn't fit for his character and what they built over the first few years of AEW. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. It just doesn't sit right. Um, CM Punk wins or we riot. Fuck it. Punk's the new champ. We're going into Forbidden Door, and I don't give a shit if he's going to go against Okada, if he's going to end up against Jay White, who's challenging Okada on the 12th, or if they say, fuck it all, let's not do champion versus champion, like I said before, CM Punk versus Kenta, uh, which I think it should be, but having Punk as the champion, by the way, don't be surprised at the CM Punk heel turn. Still out there. It'll happen. Does it happen now? I don't know. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be shocked if Punk goes full heel this coming Sunday night. I will be shocked though if he doesn't walk out with the AEW title. Ladies and gentlemen that have spent this past hour and 15 minutes with us, thank you. But I'm an old school wrestling fan, and I, I love the adage that echoes through time when it comes to wrestling champions. And that adage is, to be the man, you have to beat the man. Hangman Adam Page is run, whether you liked it or whether you hated it, doesn't matter. The man is the man because he beat the man, Kenny by God Omega who is undoubtedly one of the best professional wrestlers in today's times. Now, he beat Brian Danielson, one of the best professional wrestlers of our time. 
right now. He beats Adam Cole, baby. Also, one of the greatest wrestlers of our time. But it's fine when you can beat these guys who are currently the best in the world at what they do. It's a whole nother level when you try to take it to somebody who is an all-time best in the world at what he does. Come Double or Nothing Sunday night, it's clobbering time. I'm joining you guys. Give me CM Punk for the win. I think it's time. You know, Punk said this is what he wanted. Punk wanted to come in. He wanted to face the younger guys. He wanted to help them get over. And he wanted a title. And week after week, we've seen Punk get better. He's gotten back into shape. He's getting more comfortable into the ring. He's getting into the new style of what he's going to be. And what he's going to be is AEW champion. Mm -hmm. That puts asses in seats. That's what it's all about. So... And you, AEW World Heavyweight Champion, CM Punk. And we'll see the t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com Monday morning. And need I say this, but I know, especially after Punk's return, saying he left professional wrestling in 2005, he returned in 2021. But need I remind anybody of how good Punk was on the microphone when he was the WWE champion. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That summer of Punk version that happened in WWE was phenomenal. That was his best work of WWE in my opinion. And if you think we're not going to get something even better than that as Punk as a champion in AEW, uh you're out of your fucking minds. Gentlemen, Let's take it home. Let's wrap it up. I know we're tired. Joey K almost fell asleep twice. Dennis has to go get into his three times. Three times. Dennis has to go get into the footy pajamas so he can get a good night's sleep. So ended up with one last thing, rapid fire. What's going to be match of the night? Oh. I'm going Thunder Rose and Serena Deeb. Good call. Man, I, I think Punk and Hangman are going to tear it down. I shit on Hangman a lot tonight for his title run, but honestly, he's one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that main event is going to fucking tear the roof off the place and go from there. That's my match tonight. Hell yeah. I think um, we built it earlier, man. Rosa Deeb, I think, has the chance to steal the spotlight out of everyone this weekend. Um, very pumped up to see where it goes. Once again, guys, if you feel, if you stuck with us throughout the whole night, thank you very much. Once again, we do do our thoughts and prayers and hope for change um, after the results of the shootings in Texas, man. You know, I'm a Texas resident myself, so it does hit home a lot more than I'd like to admit. But, you know, we, we, we hear, you know, we, we've all been moved by it. We've all been touched by it. So it's um, something that, you know, hopefully it doesn't fall on deaf ears. We do need change, whether, you know, they want to take it seriously or not. We, we can't have our children being unsafe like this. So, gentlemen, closing thoughts before we call it a night. Um, 
I pretty much said everything I wanted to say about the school shootings and the, and the politics and stuff. Just if anything, if you're listening to this and you, you, you've got, you're like Heath, you're like us, you've got kids, give them an extra, give them an extra special hug and an extra special kiss and make sure you tell your kids that you love them. Joe, okay. I agree with everything you guys both just said. All I wanted to do was hug my kids. I did last night for my daughter today for my son. That's, that's all it's important. I do the same thing every morning before, you know, I, I take my son to school and before when the, right before the bell rings, I always make sure to say, you know, give him a hug, give him a kiss and just say, have a good day. You know, it's the simple things in life, gentlemen, that we really overlook until you're no longer able to do them. So please hug your families, hug your children, let them know you love them. Let people know that you care for them on a daily We'll wrap tonight's episode up, episode 37, man, the AEW three-year in-review extravaganza, double or nothing review. Everything was chock full to AEW tonight. Thank you very much to the ladies out there in accounting, to the guys in catering, to Joey K's professional bathroom cleaners, to DDJ's trivia makers, and to the hot ones, suntan lotion makers. Love you guys all. Have a good night. To the exit music. not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.